Summer is approaching fast, and with that, for many of our teenagers, comes church camp. Some will go for a week, some will go all summer long. Memories will be made, hearts will be renewed, arms will be broken, and at least one couple will be caught making out behind the chow hall. After two weeks of intense topics, this week, we're diving into those mountaintop moments, those unforeseen injuries, and those inappropriate purplings of church camp. Are you ready? It's time to wake up. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Crash and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, the chief cohort and crazy here to bring the facts and fire to your day in search of some coffee. The Back Row Morning Show is a Monday through Thursday show on LTN Radio that covers a wide range of topics from all across church and pop culture. And we usually take the topic in fours, four segments focusing on different aspects of our weekly discussion. You're listening to a compilation of the main topic segments from this past week's morning shows. This week, we're talking about church camp. Before we jump into our discussions, Mo and I also have a side venture called Back Row Games, home of several Christian tabletop games, including our two most popular, Judge Not and Sunday School Answers. Sunday School Answers is the original Christian knockoff of Cards Against Humanity. All the awkward fun without the need to bathe in bleach afterwards to get all the sin off. Last month, we released the White Box, our largest expansion yet, with 266 new cards to add to your original game. And this month, we've released three new booster packs. The music pack, the cool youth pastor pack, and the your dumb ideas pack, which is a small pack of blank cards for you to write your own card ideas up with inside jokes from your friends and family. Next month, we've got the Y2K pack coming out and a TV pack too. This month, we're once again teaming up with Love Thy Nerd and the community that we're involved in to create a new supersized expansion deck, the Gamer Deck, and you can be a part of it. Submit your white answer card ideas, and if they are picked to be in the pack, your name will be on the card forever. This is the last week to submit your ideas, and you can do that by visiting lovethynerd.com slash SSA form. You can check it all out and get your copy of Sunday School Answers at backrowgames.com. This week, we're talking about church camp. In the last couple of years, we've actually devoted a show to two different Christian camp movies. Last year, we were, or yeah, last year, we reviewed A Week Away, a Christian musical dramedy from Netflix. A couple of years ago, we were asked by the company who made Camp Mana to review it. Camp Mana was a quasi-Christian movie. It lampooned a lot of Christian camp culture. It wasn't exactly family-friendly. But it has. You you looking at me like you don't remember this. I don't. I really don't remember that one. I remember a week away. I really liked a week away. Yeah. Well, this was almost. I want to say three or four years ago now. I don't remember when this happened. They brought it. They wanted us to review it on the show, and then they also asked us to make memes for it. You know, do you remember that? No. Yeah, I I feel terrible. Well, that's okay. It's not the main topic (laughs) of the thing, but it lampooned a lot of Christian camp culture. It wasn't exactly family friendly, but it was relatively funny. Made some good observations. Did have some good redemption moments. 
Um, so we'll skip these questions since you can't remember them. <laughs> well, how, how, remind me of how it went. It was a little kid. Uh, I say little. I mean, he was a kid the same age as most of the other kids. He was just small. Uh, who was being taken to, it wasn't all summer long, I think, or a month-long church camp. Um, and his camp counselor, there were two camp counselors that were kind of in a feud. And his camp counselor was like the quirky, uh, awkward, lanky dad, Boy Scout, you know, kind of guy who was not cool, who was uncool, weird. But he had had faith, but everything kept going wrong for him, and he was just struggling with life. And he wound up connecting with the kid because they both kind of had that struggle. The other camp counselor, the cool camp counselor, was a guy that had, I don't, do you remember, like he had tattoos of Christian fish for every soul saved that he, every kid that he brought to Christ at the summer camp? Like he was just this real kind of like D-bag kind of uh, authority figure. You don't remember any of this? I'm Googling it. <laughs> I know you watched it because we did have a show where we talked about it. <laughs> Are you sure it was me? Yeah, they sent us a like a, a code or whatever that allowed us to stream the movie and watch it from home. And you had this conversation with me. I, I know don't you think did. It, was me. it had to have been. I don't think it this was, was me. In the, this was in the morning side hug year, I think. I don't remember this movie at all. <laughs> It had to have been you. I don't it think had it was. Been. I don't think All it right. was. <laughs> well, whatever the case, let's just move on to the this link This is I when have. I wish Tad was here. <laughs> Tad, did I watch this movie? He would know. <laughs> You've listened to every episode. Of I know. Show. All right. Well, let's talk about this, uh, this, <laughs> this link that I have, this article here. It's called okay. 14 Things You Probably Did at Church Youth Camp. Okay. So did you go to a lot of youth camps? I did not. Right. I did not. I went, so I was a part of Sunbeams, which was like the Christian Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so I went to summer camp with them. Which, those were like day camps though, right? No. Oh, it was this overnight. was an actual, oh, okay. Yeah. It was okay, an, well that would mean, that would be-esque. Yeah. Just, it was, you weren't in the teenage years. Right, so you didn't I was have to 10. Deal with the, the teenage Nine or issues. 10, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. But I, you do have- Teenagers. I do. Now, some of the girls that went with me to Sunbeam's camp were teenagers, and I have a very specific memory of a couple of those girls. So I do have like the teenager esque. What's the memory now? I got to know. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. We were in a van driving to the river. No, driving to wherever the camp was. It was in the mountains of North Carolina. So we had to drive a good four or five hours to get there. Um, and I can remember there was another group of sunbeams that were, we were like carpooling together. Okay. okay. And at one point along the trip, we were side by side on the road. And like, we're all holding up signs to each other, making fun of each other from one van to the other. Okay, just being silly girls. Well, I had written a sign because the one of the girls had her feet up on the window. And I wrote a sign that said, your feet stink. Okay. The van had passed before I could show my sign. I sat my sign down. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Well, I ended up falling asleep on the floor of the church van. Okay. Near these teenage girls' feet. <laughs> 
And so when we get to the camp and I come out of the van, they see my sign and assume that I had written that about their feet. (laughs) Now, I have a relationship with these girls. I have known them for years at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were like big sisters to me. Uh-huh. We lived in the same neighborhood. We hung out regularly. I told them, no, that was for the other church van. That was for the other van when the girl had her feet up on the window and I just didn't get to hold it up in time. Did they believe me? No. Wow. They did not. And they were jerks <laughs> to me the entire rest of the week. And that was day one. Wow. As we're getting to camp, I can remember crying myself to sleep that night because they were so mean to me. Man, Mm -hmm. that's rough. I am 37 years old almost, (laughs) and I still remember that vividly. Wow. Vividly. And I still remember how I felt trying to explain myself to these girls who knew me, who should have believed me, and didn't because they're jerks. I hope y'all are listening. But you're not harboring any ill will to them today. (laughs) (laughs) This is like three decades later, almost, and I still remember. So that is like my real... Have you laid that down at CR yet? No. (laughs) You know, listen, the analyzer that I am, I have kind of thought about that story several times. Like, how have I carried this into some sort of character defect? You know, that may have been when my trust issues with people started, like... Like, do you, I mean, I mean, okay, I guess that's not a fair question. I was about to say, do you react poorly if someone doesn't believe you, but you're telling the truth? But I'm like, everybody would. It oh, yeah. How tragic you had in the past. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's just a thing. Right. If you're telling the truth and people just vehemently don't believe you, then you're upset about it. Mm-hmm. I get that. I do get very, 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 very upset. <laughs> like, very upset. Why would you not believe me? What? Anyway. Okay, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) Thoughtcatalog.com. The article is 14 things you probably did at church camp. Let's read these and see if they sound familiar. Okay. Number one, this was aimed towards like zennials, you know, Gen Z to millennial era. So us, essentially. Okay. Uh, Number one, you had to be in some sort of play or human video that you performed in front of the whole camp. It probably involved Carmen's The Champion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I prefer Carmen's like courtroom drama one. That's my favorite one. I don't remember which one it was. It's sun- like Sunday School Rock or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm going to have to Google it to figure it out. But yeah, we did an entire play to that. It had nothing to do with church camp. It was just our youth group that did it one Sunday and performed it in front of our church. But yes. Uh, number two, you realize your Bible wasn't as cool as everyone else's. So you called your mom and let her know that as soon as you got home, you needed to buy an extreme teen Bible. I still have my extreme teen. I, I, I do. <laughs> with See, all my notes it written in it and highlighted. Only thing from my teenage years that I still like carry. Yeah. It's still packed up somewhere, but uh-huh. like that was the thing to have. It was. That blue, green, and orange extreme teen Bible. Yep. That was when extreme was a big deal. So I think the girls was actually like pink, yes. orange, yeah, and yellow. Too, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Number three. You may have kissed dating goodbye, but that didn't mean you couldn't make out with someone you met at camp. It's okay. We all did it, it says. 
I didn't. I totally did, but I was already dating the girl. Yeah. <laughs> for many years. And I, I married her. So everything I did in perpetuity is fine. False. <laughs> False. What is that what the Bible says? No. It says if you can't keep your hands off each other, get married, and then it's all good. False. <laughs> False. Oh, knee slapping. Now, I remember um, that was a year that I saw. Uh, it was like the second year that we went to camp, and I think this was my together, I mean, uh, me and Deidre. I think this was my sophomore year. Okay. So we go to camp, and this was the first time I ever saw Deidre's jealous side because they, um, they had a room that had a ping pong table in it, and that's literally the only thing that was in that room. And Deidre and I were really into ping pong at that time because we had just gotten one here for the church and we played it all the time. So during our free time, we would go and we play ping pong. And uh, these two other girls came in wanting to play too. And so we're like, okay, we can do a thing where, you know, when one loses, we'll swap out. And there was one girl that apparently was flirting very heavily with me that I could not tell. Mm. But like... As soon as they left and Deidre and I were alone, she was ticked off. Not at me, but just the fact that someone would have the audacity to flirt with me. And any time we saw those girls, those two girls, and they were always together, she uh, she said, we're, we're going that way. We're going, we're going a different direction. <laughs> she wanted to make sure that there was no more interaction between me and this girl the entire time. And there wasn't. <laughs> and that's the weird, it was the weirdest thing. Cause that's not, you know, that's not, I've, I've never been, I'm not classically handsome. I'm not, I'm funny, but that's my main draw. There's nothing that someone who hasn't met me is really going to be like, I'm attracted to this person immediately. Um, and I don't recall being particularly funny in that moment. So like, I didn't even have an inkling of a thought that there was anybody and I don't even know if she really was or if Deja was reading into it in the situation. But either way, this was an entirely new situation for me where I'm not being the jealous one. <laughs> Were you often the jealous one, Matt? Oh, heck yeah. Deja was flipping hot. And there were so many guys that were into her. My goodness. I was very jealous. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear more of those stories. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, number four. You and your friends got saved every night at camp. <laughs> Literally every servant ended with an altar call, and you were up front for all of them. <laughs> yeah. That did not happen to me. <sighs> I wouldn't necessarily say that I got saved every night, but yes, every night was an opportunity for me to go to the altar. Yeah. I mean, it's I not don't a think there's anything terrible wrong with that. thing going to the altar. I mean, geez, don't be judging the fact that I'm at the altar and thinking that I'm giving my life over to God every single day. Number five, you found someone that had Reliant K's first CD and was willing to trade it to you for your Audio Adrenaline Greatest Hits album, Best Deal Ever. Both of those albums are great, but that Audio Adrenaline Greatest Hits album, Hit Parade, was out of this world. I still love Audio Adrenaline. Oh. Oh, it was so good. Big, big house. <laughs> no, that's the worst of no, the songs on the album. That's, <laughs> Don't listen, do it. I have this memory. Audio Adrenaline came to the big town near the town that I grew up in. Gotcha. Okay. It's where the college was. And we have this big town commons area there, right there on the river, right on the Tar River. And so they would play concerts out there. Just had this big... Um, Oh, I can't think of what it's called, but a, another word for stage. Anyway. Platform? Just, no, like this 
anyway, forget it, a specific kind of stage. And it was just a huge, large stage that overlooked the river. And that's where all sorts of bands would come and play. And Audio Adrenaline came one year. And I want to say I was 14. So I was very much getting into music at this point. You know, it was becoming a really big part of my life. And I can remember going with our youth group and standing out there and just watching as everybody sang along to Big Big House and did all the motions and there were footballs being thrown and tossed (laughs) around. It was just, it was a whole different kind of experience for me. I'll bet in the moment that was really cool. It was very cool. But I still hate that song. Uh, Well, Uh, never (laughs) seen it in concert. You have to be in the moment in 14 and a girl. And a girl. That's only happened once for me. So, uh, number six, after they gave everyone their official camp shirt, your group thought they were the coolest because you cut the sleeves off of it. You were truly a rebel. <laughs> no, we just rolled our sleeves. That's what we did. Uh, number seven, you made sure to bring your one-piece bathing suit because everyone knows the number one rule of church camp is no two two-piece bikinis allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had to make sure I was sure... not allowed to wear my two-piece bikini. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, don't you, picture it. Guys. You were don't. I can remember the first swimsuit, one piece swimsuit that I had for church functions being just very basic, a basic kind of lifeguard looking swimsuit, you know, mm-hmm. solid color. But then as I aged up in the youth group, <laughs> I had a black one piece that had a mesh center around the stomach. So it was like a two piece, but it was still a one piece. <laughs> It was technically allowed. Exactly. That's kind of allowed. But it was also black, <laughs> which was very scandalous. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That... Right. D- number eight. You realize that your youth group name wasn't as cool as you thought, since all of them were created. Uh, all of the others were called something like gravity, which stood for God really allows virtue inside today's youth. Uh huh. Something weird like that. Yeah, ours, I think at one point, we called ours uh, Army. And it was, oh gosh. Always. (laughs) I can't even remember. I know. Always. Wow. I have no idea what it was. That is hard to really think of. It was Army, and I know we had like a little twos because there were twos in there, like TOs in there. So it was like A R two, like like the H two O kind of two, you know, mm-hmm. tiny little two, and then M two Y. But I can't for the life of me remember what that <laughs> acrostic was for. <sighs> anyway. Ours was Rock, but I don't remember what the acrostic was for or what the letters stood yeah. for. And rock. nowadays they don't really do acrostics. For, yeah, it's the well. Yeah. Or the bridge. Well, the bridge, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Words. Yeah. Words with, with um, vague meanings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Number nine. For some reason, you didn't wear shoes for like 75% of the time you were there. That is not my story. It's mine. Yeah? Yeah. I'm still that same At way, camp? though. Heck Yeah. Be, be one terrified with of getting bitten by something, stepping on a stick, 
screaming out in pain. Not no. in the mountains of North Carolina. Not so much. They don't have sticks in the mountains. I mean, of they North do, <laughs> but it's very lush. A lot of grass. So lush. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. Number ten. One of the speakers would try to tie in one of your fun daily activities into his message. If you did a mud run that day, he would talk about how giving your life to Jesus is like washing the mud off of your body. You heard it and got saved again. <laughs> Keep scrolling. <laughs> I don't like that one. That one is way too appropriate and correct. I'd like to report this. <laughs> I'm in this photo and I don't like it. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, number 11. The speakers may have been cool, but there were at least one old guy who was a board member or something. And every time he got up to speak, you audibly sighed. He wasn't <sighs> mean, but he would talk about Leviticus for 30 minutes and then end it with a pop culture reference that was outdated by at least six years. I don't think we ever had that at my camp. I don't recall there ever being like an old speaker that we didn't want to hear. No. Do you know, though, I often wonder and fear that I am the old speaker <laughs> now. Like, How many of them are stifling yawns as soon as you start talking? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, number 12, you were beyond stoked for the headlining guests of the camp, which was probably either the Katinas or Israel Houghton. Uh, no, no. Those are too popular. <laughs> You need at least two levels down from those guys. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that with... Uh, oh, no, we didn't talk about that yet. Oh. Cut this out right now. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's usually some weird local yeah. Christian band or mm -hmm. youth band or uh, worship band from some church near mm -hmm. the area. Like the Joey Porter Band or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy. Okay. <laughs> and uh, last one on this list. Uh, on the last day, you cried and hugged all your friends, swearing you'd be best friends forever and always pray for each other. And odds are you probably are not still best friends with them. Fact. <laughs> yes. 100%. I don't think I ever really made any friends that weren't already in my youth group. I was not a particularly outgoing person. Yeah. But I did like, I did position myself as a leader, especially like the last couple of years that I went, but only as a way to keep a distance from everybody else. I'm like, I'm the leader. I don't need to talk to the rest of you. You're the team. You all get together, but I'm going to, I've got the spirit stick thing. Our <laughs> team's winning. <sighs> I'm going to come up with the ideas. You execute them. We keep winning the spirit stick. And that's what happened. Okay. I also found uh, a bunch of leftover wristbands because wristbands were how you could pick what team you were on, what color you were on. Uh -huh. And they had a bunch left over and I was on team green. There's a bunch of green ones left over. And so without asking, I took a bunch of them and I built a whole head of hair out of <laughs> clicking all of these things together, like a hat with long green plastic hair. And that became my like crown as the leader. Is yeah. there a picture of that? Somewhere, yeah. It's a bad picture. <laughs> Not an inappropriate picture. It's just I, I look stupid in the photo. Uh, and Deidre does too. It's one of our worst pictures. <laughs> I feel like I've seen the picture. You might have. Yeah, you might have seen it. Yeah. I'm sure I've posted it on Facebook at some point. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, thoughtcatalog.com. It's kind of an old article. It's from 2014. But, oh, my word. I mean, this is a, a pretty entertaining yeah. uh, romp through uh, Memory Town. Yeah, for 14 sure. Things You Probably Did at Church Camp by Rob Fee. You can go check that out, thoughtcatalog.com, if you would like to see it for yourself.
Hi, this is Mark with The Thoughtful Gamer, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Trick-taking games, for some, are a cultural mainstay. In America, depending on where you grew up, you might have been playing euchre or spades practically from birth. I learned hearts from my dad, who played with co-workers during lunch nearly every day. With the growth of modern board games, new variants on this genre appear all the time. The Fox in the Forest is one of the most notable, both because of its success and because it's one of the rare trick-taking games designed for only two players. Playing it, you start to understand why there aren't many two-player trick-taking games. It's not that The Fox in the Forest is bad, it just suffers in comparison to other games of this style. It sits in an uncomfortable position between a casual low-key game like Hearts and something more strategic and crunchy. The odd-numbered cards all have special powers attached to them, but the powers seem somewhat stately and restrained. If you're going to include a handful of special powers, why not go all out? Why not try to create a sense of excitement and daring with tricks and bluffs and gambits? The main goal is to score either a low number of tricks or a medium to high number, and the rigidity of this goal grows old quickly when compared to the dynamic bidding of other trick-taking games. Fortunately, the game is absolutely beautiful with a cozy art style that matches its comforting gameplay. I only criticize The Fox in the Forest so much because I think it's close to greatness. Instead, it settles for the familiar. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Mark with The Thoughtful Gamer. You can find more board game reviews and analysis at thethoughtfulgamer.com. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And every week, these four main segments get spread out across four daily morning shows on LTN Radio, and they include a lot more content, including weird news, random facts, games, challenges, rants, junk food, and more. And you can be a part of all that by following us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LTN on air, so you'll be notified when we go live. You can even be a part of the show. And make sure you catch our full morning shows every Monday through Thursday on LTNOnAir.com at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10. This week, we're talking about church camp, and we're inviting a bunch of our Discord buds to come in and talk with us. Hey, Discord buds. Uh, we got Lark and Tad in the chat. Hello. Hi. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Tad, you're loud now. I'm going to turn you I'm sorry. Down. Turn <laughs> you back down. I turned you up because you were quiet, but now you're loud. Uh, <laughs> and Lark, you're kind of quiet, which is weird. I know. Since Lark is I never quiet. quiet. I know. The, Gracious. Okay. All right. So we are talking about church camp uh, this week where we're looking for... Uh, a lighthearted discussion. Um, have y'all attended church camps in the past? Um, kinda. What does kinda mean? Would like as, attending as, as an attendee? Grade is attending. Oh goodness! Yeah, no. I, I was. I would assume most people would count that. Yes. Tad, what do you mean, kind of? I, as a teenager, I've never been to a youth camp. I've only been to youth camps as a like a youth leader. As a leader, okay, yeah. that counts. That totally counts. It absolutely okay. counts. Totally counts. Okay. All right. So I don't have any kid experience, but I have adult oh, experience have so watching kid experience. kids being stupid. Well, this so. is including this including is good. ice camp when the guys poured um, water on the sidewalk because they thought ice was funny. Ice camp. 
Ice huh? ice camp? Ice camp is when you go to church camp in uh, like February for a weekend. What? what? Yeah, that's a thing. What? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we ice got... camp is also when um, all the guys uh, barricaded the high school leader, the high school, well, the junior high guys barricaded the high school guys into the weird middle part of the cabin that the girls and guys were sharing. And so the all the high school dudes had to awkwardly knock on the door they shared with the woman being like, can you let us out? The junior hires barricaded us. Because we barricaded that door so the guys wouldn't come in our door. Listen, I'm still stuck on the fact that you guys shared a room. Like, well, shared a oh, building. We, oh, sorry, not a room. We, sh- we shared a cabin. Like an in-between room. Cabin, like, we yeah, it's like where the living room and kitchen and stuff are. The guys had the white side in the middle and like, the girls had the left that. side. And so we barricaded the door between girls and guys with some, like, nightstands. Am I the only one that's like, okay, yeah, like that's a little close. Yes, thank you. Well, it's thank close, you. but I mean, have, you, like, have, you have sponsors in, in two each room. Two o'clock ice camp in the morning. If you kind of shuffle who ends up where, and so just the entirety of my church was in that building. <laughs> uh, okay, well, Tad, I'm glad you're on the same page. We've as jumped in. Here. in we've jumped into stories real quick, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump <laughs> let's jump to our question first. Uh, first question. And uh, probably the shortest of the two. What are some of the best things that you remember about church camp? Oh, man. Uh, Honestly, okay, not to get churchy or anything, but uh, honestly, yeah. um, So one of the coolest things was actually uh, was my first time experiencing youth camp. And that was only as a leader. But um kids were anointed by the Holy Spirit and like they they were re- empowered and um really getting stuff and uh it carried over to like their school and stuff and they were really excited to share with their friends and um yeah so it was a really cool night um and then yeah the carryover to the future youth groups so yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Lark, you want a Bible quizzing story, a summer camp story, or an ice camp story? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Bring whatever you got, Lark. Oh, mm-hmm. you're not getting every single story. It would take too long. <laughs> uh, well, one of the interesting, fun times—just the best part of camp—is the camp friendships you get. Sure. And yeah. so sometimes, one year, my my, my camp does brother sister cabins, right? Um, so like the guy, every guy's cats made up with the girls' cabin. We do some activities together, and there was this dude who I like kind of recognized in my brother' cabin. I was like, I might know you from somewhere, sure. And I have a very large family, extended family. Um, and I was like, oh, I might know you, okay, sure. And we kind of hung out a couple of times. We were like, sure, we know of each other. And then I had a family reunion two weeks later. He was my second cousin. <laughs> That's always fun. So that's just the weird thing that happened to camp. But uh, a more serious answer, like I, some of the like I've got, they they always had like some random like C-list Christian musician at camp who would mm. like play like traditional worship songs and like some one song that they wrote and they tried to get us all to buy the CD. Absolutely, but I do um, yes. have like a couple of those people's songs still on my phone, and they always bring up good church mem- church camp memories. Heck yes, mm-hmm. there was a band the last the last camp I went, a worship band that. Didn't make it anywhere, and that's exactly what they did. But they had one song that was theirs, and it was so freaking good. And I didn't, I couldn't like find 
I didn't buy the CD then, and I couldn't find it anywhere after that, and I was so bummed. Well, I managed to buy a couple singles of always, like, that one song that they made just play at church camp, um, <laughs> and I have those in my iTunes. I've, I bought one guy's CD once. <laughs> so, yeah, I still have CDs for so I have music. It was Jenny Wellsand, Lexi Elisha, and John Tibbs that I have music from. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Shame. Really I don't know why I remember these people's names. <laughs> and that's not every year. Those are just yeah. the three I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but similar. It's good to know that's not an exclusive experience, that you get the one random, like, C-list Christian group that right. just plays at church camps. <laughs> um, similar to, like, Tad Hall talking about, you know, the, the spirit moving and the things kind of changing hearts there. One camp I remember uh, the the pastor that was leading it brought out uh had a couple guys bring out trash bags and basically called on everybody in the room who was feeling led to get rid of anything that they shouldn't have um and there was so much like pornography and even drugs thrown into those trash bags that i was like i can't believe this was all here let alone that they're willing to go up there and like admit that they had this and throw it in the bags. Um, but that was like, I remember that happening and I'm, I was bawling. Like I didn't have anything to throw away and I was almost sad that I didn't because it was such a powerful thing seeing these, these teenagers get up there just broken that they were, you know, stuck, you know, addicted to this stuff already or, or at least, you know, ashamed for having it in the first place. Church camp can be a very um, motivating and moving place, and that's why it's often you know called like a mountaintop experience, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's a it's a big a big deal where you get to be more in tune with uh, your faith because it's essentially, I mean that's essentially what you're doing twenty four seven for at least a week, sometimes a whole summer, if it's one of those kind of camps. Um, and those are the things that then you, when you go home, like you said, taking it home to their uh, respective youth groups, that's one of those things that you try and hold on to for as long as possible before the world beats you back into cynicism and things. But uh, church camp can be a very, very beautiful thing uh, when done well. Uh, but there are also a lot of uh, 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 bad, lame, weird things that happen in a lot of church camps. Yeah. Uh, do y'all have any stories about that? <laughs> uh, what are the worst so, parts about church camp? Essentially, that's the question. Worst things about church camp. Okay. <laughs> the worst things, uh, turkeys roosting in the trees around the cabins. What? Yeah. Okay. My story's worse than that, but I want to hear this. Um, so yeah, so we ha- we had to have a buddy system because we're in, in the middle of the woods in uh, near Troy, Montana. Um, so there's bears, there's cougars, and there's turkeys. And the turkeys are just as dangerous as the other animals. <laughs> so uh, one time, uh, the, so the turkeys are in the, the trees, and one of the groups of kids decided to leave early and almost got knocked out by a turkey coming down from a tree wow. so that's one of the worst things also <laughs> trying to find every pair of a guy girl that decided it was okay to try to walk away all the purpling 
No, All the purple. No, no purpling. purple. Somehow purple still happens. <laughs> Somehow purple finds a way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this story is from at a church camp, but it was not summer camp because my, my high school youth group would go to a camp in Florida during spring break and we'd stay at the camp, do some service stuff. You but guys we did, did camps activity. for every season, apparently. A lot of camp. Yeah. I did you went to a lot of church camp? camp at high school. <laughs> you had an ice um, camp, a summer camp, a spring camp. Like <laughs> Spring break was a service trip. We just happened to be sleeping in the camp. Okay. But yeah. All right. Um, All anyway, right. we had this event called Date Night, which later, thankfully, got renamed to Mixer Night because it isn't actually a date. Got named to what? Um, but renamed to what? Guys and girls get paired up. I think. Mixer Night? We alternate years of who has to ask out which gender. And if you have an unbalance of genders, um, you would have groups of three. So I was in a group of three, two girls and the guy. And it's the guys who are asking this year. This is the year that we added a lot of rules because you see, you had to say yes. And after this year, we added the rule that you ask had to be kind to the person. Because I see the girl who I'm getting asked with get tied up with duct tape and carried off and me being smart runs inside. So later that night, I take a shower then I come out of the cabin. And as soon as I am far enough forward that my back is not to the wall anymore, there's a t-shirt put over my head. I get walked over to a tree and duct taped to a tree. <laughs> and then I like, went around. Uh, the guys went around being idiots and uh, one of the female leaders broke it up before they could do anything dumb. But yeah, I got duct taped to a tree in front of everyone freshman year. Wow. <laughs> That's still told as a story of why we have more rules for that event now. <laughs> Granted, that's also yeah, that the same guy wore a dress to the event because we all wear weird outfits and kept putting poker chips into the um, chest part of the dress, which is also why we added the no cross dressing rule. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the good um, camp story, guys. Real quick, I'm going to share um, a... a touching story here from JC Phenom in our chat. He says, our camp director of more than a decade moved the week after camp. So that last summer with him was emotional. We had a gong show every year. So our group did a funeral for the director. And at the end, during the eulogy, one of his students did the, Oh, captain, my captain thing from dead poet society and stood on his chair. And all the students started standing on their chairs and saying it one after the other. All in all, it was 30 plus students. Everyone was weeping. It was a special and painful moment. Mm. <laughs> and uh, that's beautiful. Mm. And Tristan says, wow, Lark, that story is leaving me with PTSD. Same. <laughs> oh, I have, I have so many stories. Thanks for sharing Some of that, them are JCP good. Now. Some of them mm-hmm. are not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I have in the same the one of the worst things about summer camp for me is that they have these ideas that don't get fully planned out or t- pre-tested. <laughs> they yep. just they're, they're the kids are the guinea pigs, and if they figure out oh this isn't going to work, then they don't do it the next year. But uh, I think I told the story actually recently. But we had a game where there were basically two teams, and when whichever team lost, they were going to get pied in the face. And normally when you do a pie in the face thing, you just get the foil tins and you get whipped cream and you fill up the foil tin and you hit it. Well, the counselors at our camp that year thought, well, let's add some Hershey syrup to that, too. And so there's whipped cream and Hershey syrup in these things. And we all get smacked in the face with pies. And Hershey syrup is like mace Mm -hmm. in your eyes. So all of us fall to the ground and start writhing in massive pain. We're all trying to run back to our cabins, which is a very long runaway. 
and we can barely see. We've got Hershey syrup all over our faces, all over our clothes. That stain doesn't ever go away. It ruined our camp shirts. And we were just washing our eyes out for a solid hour. It was the worst thing. <laughs> and then they tried to make us play football with a banana once. And they didn't bring enough bananas because after every catch, the bananas destroyed. And then they didn't have an actual football for us to finish the game. So the game just ended. Like, you, you got to think these things out before you do them. You always have to have a plan <laughs> C, D, E, F, and G. Uh, the other thing that I remember hating about uh, church camp was the food. Now, I've heard a lot of camps have great food. But what are the... One or two of the camps I went to had great food. Yeah. Not all of them. Ours was just plum awful. It was like prison food. It was the worst. We had, um, I remember the eggs being, the scrambled eggs being the runniest, nastiest things. Ew. And it was that, that was all we had. It was that and either bacon or sausage every morning for breakfast. Bacon all undercooked, you know, and just basically barely out of the package. Just you don't mind me of the camp stuff. I went to for fall break in junior high. <laughs> yeah, like get get your act together. They could they they pulled off tacos really well, I think, one night. But other than that, it was just bleh, every every year, just awful. <laughs> uh, let's there see. was Go oh ahead. there was this one year where uh, there was all these really bad fires uh, in the area. And so it was really hard to be even outside. Your eyes started burning some days. And yeah. it's like <laughs> we had to make sure all the inhalers were ready to go. Wow. We, we did anything outside. Yeah, we had that too one year. I remember oh. it was like it didn't really affect us until the last day, the last mm -hmm. full day, like Thursday. It, and uh, like we had to we couldn't do games outside or anything. Uh, we had to wear. We had to like put hoodies on and stuff or like towels over our head to go from one building to the other. Yeah, that's awful. That's an <laughs> awful thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, hold on. So JC Phenom has another story. This one of a more uh, hilarious nature. We also, and disturbing. We I'm also sorry. had a group of counselors, counselors, not students, stand in front of the camp for the gong show and deliberately pee their pants. Uh, they did not win the gong show, but they did get a free trip home. <laughs> I mean, if any of you guys want my uh, spring break talent show stories, I also have those. Oh my! Some word. of them are good, like the time we acapella sang um, the um, Imperial March and won an award. That's pretty cool. Give us your uh, uh, most awkward one, and we'll end on that. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! She says. <laughs> oh, so, you know how I mentioned that date night exists? Yes. So the thing is, alternating views of who is doing the asks and who is thanking after the event. Just for anyone and who can't hear on the radio, she's saying ask. Yeah. yeah, the year after I get dug up to a tree, I asked a guy who this fun thing with a puzzle. It was fun. But afterwards, four of the guys decided to do their thank yous together. And what they did, they thankfully bought us all candy. So I at least had can I had a box of Wheezy PCs to make up for this. But so much I had to sit in front of everyone and watch during the talent show as these guys had roses between their teeth and lip synced along to a song. And it was the most painful thing I have sat through. <laughs> and I only got through it by making eye contact with one of the other girls because there's four of us girls sitting up here and the two of us just dying of laughter together. <laughs> 
Uh, that was one I, of the more awkward mm, camp experiences I've had. <laughs> it's probably not the most awkward, but that's the most awkward, awkward that comes for you. To mind yeah, video. absolutely awkward. Is this for like you. a normal thing that like they set up dates for students? Again, we we at named church Mixo night the year after the we would thank you was the year we, we named so. it to Mixo night because it's it's designed to make it so the guys and girls actually hang out with each other. Yeah. Yeah, th weird. thankfully they've renamed it, and the event has improved <laughs> since then, but it was very awkward the first couple years I was involved in it. it seems very strange. But hey, my senior year, yeah. I went dressed up way, and so that was great. <laughs> Dad, do you have any last thing to add before we close our discussion? Yeah, it's so awkward. I would say just every night in a boy's cabin is, is awkward. Awkward. Because, oh, my goodness. Somebody, fun, oh, my goodness. Somebody has to, like, just reek. Either body reek or they stink up the whole cabin reek, and it's like, yeah, those those are awkward. You always have I that one smells. student that refuses to bathe the entire time they're there. Oh, yes. oh my goodness! Yeah. Always. Yeah. Or oh, I forgot my deodorant while <laughs> you're sleeping it outside, buddy. So I am the mom who sends. I, I pack little backpacks. I do this for D now for the kids that we host at home. And I also do it for church camps. And I pack little backpacks from Dollar Tree and just put toothpaste, toothbrushes, soap, washcloth, deodorant, mm -hmm. absolutely everything that they would need and possibly forgot yeah. in these backpacks and pack one for every single student, boy and girl, and give them to our youth leader. And I'm like, here, nobody has an excuse for not having anything. <laughs> Everyone can bathe at some point. <laughs> it has to happen. Yeah. So here's uh, here's my last awkward story. <clears throat> and I have told this on the show, but I think it's been a while. Um, so it was my last camp. I was technically already graduated, but they but we had a lot of college age kids, so they let us all come. Um, and so this last camp, we had one of our counselors uh, was a, a guy named Rusty. And prior Rusty. to his life in Christ, which had you know been at least ten years prior to that, he had been in prison many many times, not for anything, you know crazy just he was just he was bad at life poor life choices poor life choices so he was in in prison for a while and he got in solitary confinement for a while and he fought a lot of people while he was in prison for a while but he really he really is one of those people that you know met christ and had a complete just complete tonal change in his whole life and everything wonderful guy and we're in the the boys' side cabin, side of the cabin, sleeping that first night. I snore very, very loudly. Like, so loudly I was afraid I could never get married when I was a kid. Like, I've always snored really loud, and it's just, it's terrible. Uh, he told me the next morning after that first night that he had been awake for so long listening to me snore that his brain shifted back to his prison days and he had gotten out of his bed and with his pillow and was walking over to smother me in my sleep until he snapped out of it and realized where he was and uh yeah from then on i made sure to wait until everybody else was asleep before i fell asleep <laughs> poor wow. matt Oh, that's concerning. Yeah, it was very concerning. The, the, the time that my sister slept walking turned the assistant counselor's alarm clock off on accident, significantly less terrifying. <laughs> yeah, 
the year before I started leading, a kid would just get up and sleepwalk and just hover over oh, people. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. And some poor kid woke up and looking at this kid hovering over him and like swaying back and forth and he thought he was demon possessed. It was, this is not the story. church camp experience I signed up for. <laughs> oh gosh. And you know what? You're gonna learn exorcism real quick, right? boy. <laughs> like those are my favorite accounts on TikTok. The people that like record themselves because or have a camera going every night because they know they sleepwalk. Oh my god! Yeah. And seeing like I didn't realize just what sleepwalking people can get into and how creepy it can be. That mm-hmm. would terrify me. I would have. I would have <laughs> wet the bed. My sister and I is that our assistant counseled the exact same alarm clock as my twin and I did at home. And so she sleptwalked from a top bunk, no less. Ugh. Managed to get down, walk around the room, turn off the alarm, and go back to bed. We figured this out in the morning from three things, which was the only proof this had happened. One person had been just awake enough to look up and see she was walking around. She woke up under her sleeping bag instead of in it. <laughs> and counselor overslept because she was supposed to be working in the kitchen at like 7 in the morning. Mm. Uh and her alarm had been turned off in a different way than how she normally would have turned it off. <laughs> and wow. that was how we figured out what the heck had happened. <laughs> and after that, my sister did not sleep on any more top bunks for like a few years. I'll bet. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. All yeah, right, well, when you learn you can sleepwalk, you don't sleep in the top bunk anymore. <laughs> I think that was also the same year that my sister managed to accidentally hide both one of my books and my gloves. It might have been her gloves in her room while she was asleep <laughs> all right well also she tried to go to the bathroom been... with the once when she was asleep she thought it was the bathroom but that was his own mess okay for the fourth, this is my fourth this is my fourth attempt fourth attempt she's back say, guys lark thank is you back so with much us to lark and Ted i'm so sorry for joining us <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having us. We and love sharing you. these stories. Y'all are awesome. As I thought always. it was going to be weird with I'm only sorry, two of them, but I should have known. I made this episode. <laughs> I apologize to anyone from my church who instantly knows what I'm talking about when I talked about the duct tape story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, we love you guys. Thank y'all. Love you. Love Bye. you guys. Love Bye. <laughs> Every time I open my mouth, she started another story. I got Clark. Why are you surprised? Fantastic. Remember when I told her, get your own show? <laughs> this is our show. No, fantastic. No, yeah. it's all right, Lark. We're just playing with you. I'm Absolutely. glad you were so enthusiastic about the discussion. Right? Like you were dying. When Jesus entered the world, he knew. He knew he was sent for a purpose that could only be carried out in death. He left his throne to become a king despised and crowned with thorns. 33 years of living like he was dying. You and I may often wonder what our last days on earth would be like. Who would we see? What life goals would we prioritize? Where would we go? Our purpose would quickly be defined by our timeline. Jesus lived his life defined by his purpose, understanding there was a timeline to consider. 
and when the time finally came, his last days were not spent traveling to the places he meant to go or eating the foods he had always wanted to try. He didn't create a bucket list of items to complete before his final breaths, at least not one that would resemble ours. His last days were not full of regret and despair for the things he missed out on and didn't make time for. Just as he lived, he died, a servant with a purpose, sharing a meal with his friends, yes, even Peter and Judas, washing their feet, encouraging them, loving them to the best of his ability, passing on the torch to ensure the promise didn't die with him, creating a legacy. And yet, here we sit with our list of to-dos, things taking up our time and overwhelming our minds, removing ourselves from our purpose and purposing things that can easily be removed. Where is your purpose today, friend? Where are you creating your legacy and in what promises are you resting on? When we live our lives as if every day were the last, we may find our days more full, but also more fulfilling as we chase fervently toward the finish line. Love deeper, speak sweeter, offer the forgiveness you've been denying, but most importantly, reflect on the one who gave his all for you. This week in Nerd History, point and click. Nerd History. I don't know how many of you are as lucky as me, but when I was a kid, I was given a very old computer. One with a black and green screen, no internet, and no mouse. Navigating through the file system was all about keyboard calisthenics. No point and click, just clackety-clackety-clackety-clack. That's what computers were like in the 60s and 70s, but things begin to change on April 27th, 1981, when the very first commercially available computer mouse was on the market. It was a part of the Xerox 8010 Star Information System. This computer was a commercial failure, but it did introduce the computer world to a bitmap screen, Windows icons, and a mouse-driven interface. All of these would go on to become standards in the computer systems of the near future, and the mouse would go on to find popular as a part of Apple's Lisa and Macintosh computers. However, this wasn't the first mouse in existence. In fact, the first known mouse actually is traced back to the mid-1960s, created by Douglas Engelbart. It was a bulky rectangle with what looked like steel roller skate wheels. It is now impossible to think of a computer setup without some form of a mouse. I mean, seriously, sit there and try and think of just how difficult life would be without that computer mouse. If you want to give it a little kiss, we're not going to tell anybody. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. There's a lot going on in our Discord, backrowdiscord.com, where you get to chat after the show, share your own show ideas, keep up to date with our Twitch and YouTube, be a part of our radio shows, and also see the behind-the-scenes workings of Back Row Games, including Sunday School Answers. Again, go to backrowdiscord.com to join. 
This week, we've been talking about church camp, but enough of our stories. We went online to ask you about your stories. We went to Facebook in both the Love Thy Nerd community and in Blooper Real Baptist Church, which used to be our old Facebook group called Back Row Baptist Church, and asked for your funny, awkward, and embarrassing church camp stories. So we're going to read about half of them today, and we'll tackle the other half tomorrow. There's just too many to do in one day. Um, luckily, we didn't get like 90 plus like when we asked for embarrassing church stories, Yeah, which took us forever to get forever. through all of them. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's start from the few that we got from Blooper Real Baptist Church. Uh, this one comes from Emily Brady Barnhart. Now, we have not really pre-read most of these, just so you know, so... Just be aware. Uh-oh. Just be aware. Uh-oh. Emily Brady Barnhart says, uh, one year we didn't have a male counselor for our boys, so the camp had one of the guys from the singing group be the counselor. Earlier in the week, the boys put Listerine in his saline solution. He had to go to the hospital and wore an eye patch for the rest of the week. Ouch. <laughs> Man. Rough. Listerine in your eye drops? That's mean. It's very mean. How's that a prank? That's a an injury. It's a prank. High patch. He's the pirate worship leader the rest Arr. of the trip. James Newcomer said, uh, this last year at camp, there was a junior high age boy going around asking people for money to eat a live cicada. I watched this kid methodically pull apart and eat a live cicada for $5. Hopefully the milkshake he bought with that money helped wash it down. That's disgusting. A live locust. <laughs> That's gross. That is a middle school boy for you. Stephanie Best Neal says, well, I learned to stir grits with a stick and eating bark never hurt anyone. I learned it really makes the adults mad if you steal their clothes while they're taking a shower. I learned that a flame would burn your behind if you farted on it. <laughs> she learned a lot. A lot of really good life lessons. A lot of really good lessons. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have never, like, lit a fart on fire, but it's something that I've always wanted to do. Do you remember the, did you ever see the, the terrible Christian movie Extreme Days that used Toby Mac's Extreme Days as the theme song? I don't think so. Well, it's about kind of like a, it's like a road trip movie and it's, I mean, it's not terrible. It's just weird. Okay. Um, but it's a road trip movie and there's four guys and there's a whole scene where that's what they're doing. They, you see them all lying down, legs up in the air, butts facing out, and then they turn out the lights and then it's just a bunch of flames. <laughs> just this, I mean, like, this is a Christian movie. I told myself, this isn't a Christian movie. This is inappropriate for a Christian movie. But uh, ever since seeing that scene, though, I've like, I really want to do this. <laughs> but I've never had the gumption. Never had it. Oh, my gosh. Never had I think you've got the gumption. You should do it. <laughs> Tell us how it goes. My husband uh, has done it. Yeah? Yeah. Did he burn his behind? Uh... <laughs> Did he singe the hair off yes. of his back end? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. That's so dangerous. Yeah. He will. He would tell you that he never knew what burning hair smelled like until then. Well, I mean. <laughs> and yeah. then he was terrified. Like, my butt's on fire. <laughs> I think people think of it like it's going to be like the fire breathers who like spit like vodka yeah, or whatever yeah. into flames right? and it just takes the vodka and shoots it up into the air, but it doesn't right. come to your mouth. But it's really like those experiments where you like have a trail of smoke or a trail of gas or whatever. 
and you can light the end of that and it's going to go all the way back down to the uh -huh. source. Yeah. And so you're lighting a, a trail of gas that you can't see, but it is coming from your butt. Uh -huh. like it's still connected to you for a good while. To your bottom. <laughs> To your body. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. We're moving on to our Love Thy Nerd community. Now, there are quite a few more in this one. Um, let's see. Eric Horton. One time at a church summer camp, the girls from the other church wanted to pillow fight the girls from our church that night. Totally fine with me, except when we showed up that night, those girls had put Bibles in their pillowcases. <gasps> He said there were a few concussions, I believe. <laughs> so Aaron Horton, Aaron is spelled with an E, and that's a lady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Dustin Miners replied, that's the impact of the word. <laughs> I just wanted to make it clear because you yes, said. Yes, yeah, totally fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally fine with right, me. Yeah. Girl um, fights. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's not what I meant. Uh, she, she has another story. Also, my husband does maintenance at Summer Christian Camp. He came into one cabin after a group left, and they had tied their socks to the ceiling fan with strings. They also took a table out of the dining hall during winter retreat and rode it down the tubing hill. The boys also carted a kayak to the girls' cabin and filled it with water. Then they caught fish from the lake and put them in the water-filled kayak. How do they get away with all this? Are there no adults around? I'm not sure. I don't understand. I had never realized that like these pranks were such a thing. I guess until right now. I will say <laughs> my boys went to camp several years ago and they took their youth pastor who was also like their counselor, you know. Yeah. Took his entire bed <laughs> and tied it to the ceiling yeah like the rafters that were hanging down and like did it perfectly i don't know how they got up there <laughs> i have no idea how they were able to climb and it stayed perfectly intact but they have a whole video of him walking in looking for his bed wow. and it's directly above him <laughs> And I can remember being so mad at my boys, like, why? You better not have been a part of that. Why would you do that? That is absolutely awful. But now hearing these stories, I'm like, okay, I guess this is guess a this thing. This is a normal thing. All right. Um, Go to like church the, camp to be jerks. The, All right. The, the one from the previous one, stealing clothes from the adults when they're taking showers. That's got to be such a terrifying thing for the adults. Yeah. Because you're in a you're in a position where you're being trusted with children yeah. essentially and now you have no clothing what do you do you don't have your cell phone in there too you can't call someone hey i need someone to bring me clothes like i mean is it wrong to awkward. walk out with the towel around you i feel like yeah <laughs> really yeah you don't think that would be inappropriate even if you were the same gender, which I'm assuming you are. Oh, yeah. The situation, you better be. I feel like that would be inappropriate. If you went and told you, your parents when you got home, yeah, Mr. Craig was walking around in a towel. Like, parents would be upset about that, I feel like. Or at least some would be. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, it's just, it's an awkward situation. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Hector Mirai from the Pull List and Faith and Fandom said, uh, summer of 1999, Orlando, Florida, 
This was the era of still using overhead projectors with dry erase markers. Oh my gosh. The music leader for the camp was leading all the kids in a rousing rendition of Pharaoh Pharaoh Bible Story musical parody of Louie Louie. So Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. yeah. Oh, oh baby, oh, let, let my, my people, people go. go. Yeah. Uh, in the middle aye, of the song, aye, aye, aye. in the middle of the song, a very panicked, and I'm assuming, uh, and what I'm assuming is a homeschool kid, ran up onto the stage, pushed the overhead projector onto the floor, and started screaming at the entire chapel hall full of campers. No one listen. This song is based on a secular song. It'll corrupt your heart. Everybody repent now. This kid couldn't have been more than 10, but had the self-righteous anxiety of a 50-year-old minister. Oh, poor, poor guy. Poor, <laughs> stressed out kid. Right? <laughs> Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Oh, I used to love that. Oh, oh baby, oh, let my people go. Let's do a couple more here. Um, Chanel, Chanel, uh, Roja, Hope Diaz. Diaz, whatever. I'm a New, New Zealander, and I worked at summer camps in the States for three years. It's where I met my husband. I got a few stories. The culture differences, the wildlife, people asking me if English was my first language. A lot of kids and staff knew nothing about New Zealand. Got asked several times what state it's in, or how long did it take me to drive to camp from New Zealand? Did I go back to New Zealand during the 4th of July break? <laughs> I tried catfish and gumbo for the first time at camp. That was cool. Something awkward that happened. I let my now husband borrow my borrow i'm assuming borrow borrow my ipod borrow my ipod and while he had left it somewhere somewhere someone decided to be nosy and listen to it because it was the mix of both our music uh and we were edgy the person snitched on one of the camp leaders and she confiscated it and wasn't going to give it back until she had spoken to my now husband about the music and also the sticker on the ipod that was the grim reaper i was a little edgelord lol uh, i demanded she returned it and threatened to make a complaint to the people above her magically i got it back without any disciplinary action i also <laughs> processed uh uh, proceeded, I'm assuming, to play Slipknot loud on the speaker in my cabin during the weekend when we had no campers because I wanted to say to because I wanted her to say something about it. LOL. She didn't, but she was very disappointed that we all went to see the movie Ted on our day off. We were all <laughs> over 18 years old for context. I mean, I guess you're an adult at that point. Yeah. Did you listen to Slipknot when you were a teenager? I knew a lot of kids who did. I I never did. Don't I don't think that I listened to Slipknot, but I am almost a hundred percent sure that my long term boyfriend in high school was a Slipknot fan. Yeah, yeah. They had a, they had their fans. They sure did. Yeah. That was the first like band I remember seeing a lot of kids wearing the t shirt for. Yes. In high school. Yes, I can still see it. Yeah. Still see the the yeah. logo or whatever. That yeah, was very weird. No, I was more of a Nickelback fan. And I know I'm going to get serious hate for that, but it's it is what it is. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't. I don't even care. <laughs> How have I never made a photo of you wearing a Nickelback shirt? Because I've never, I've never been willing to tell you because I knew that I was going to get hate for it, and it is what it is. 
That has been one of my favorite little pranks. I know. Throughout the years. And, and it started by Kevin. It was Kevin that started it. Was it? Kevin asked me. He sent me. A, it was the best text message I've ever received. He said, hey, how fast can you Photoshop a picture of Joey wearing a Nickelback t-shirt? <laughs> no context whatsoever. I said, I will have it to you shortly. <laughs> Joey was our worship leader at the time. <laughs> and, uh, I just all all you do is you find a, a picture of them in a dark shirt, yeah, a dark plain shirt, yeah, and you put a little ping image of the Nickelback logo on there. You you know angle it to where it looks like it's on there, and it's perfect. Yeah, found a picture of him wearing one, and that became the prank. Every year there would be a new guy in our friend group wearing a Nickelback T-shirt. So I have to tell you, <laughs> you did that to Chris did. and did it so perfectly that when I showed Chris the picture, he was like, I wasn't, that shirt doesn't say Nickelback on it. <laughs> like he was so confused. He was he, having it out of body He experience. was like, like what is happening? Yeah. I don't even like them. He was, no, <laughs> oh, did he, he does like, like Nickelback. <laughs> so that's honestly, that's how Chris and I were like, we that's both hilarious. sat there like, why is everybody making such fun of Nickelback? We actually, and so we swore to never say anything because we knew that you guys would give us a hard time about it. But to see him so confused by this picture that he knew he had just taken, but he was not wearing a Nickelback t-shirt. He was like, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> What is what is going on right now? Yeah. Oh gosh, that's funny. Uh huh. Oh man. Okay. Uh, we'll do one more, and then we'll uh, save the rest of these for tomorrow. Um, this is Casey Flint. He said, "One time, I led a group uh, to a camp in New Mexico. This was later confirmed to be Glorietta." Hey. Okay. Uh, normally, we stayed in these hotel-style rooms at this camp, but that year they were in the middle of being renovated, so we stayed in some more traditional camp-style rooms with eight to ten beds in a room with a couple bathrooms. On the third night, I woke up to an absolute waterfall in our room. Turns out, another group leader thought it'd be a genius idea to let ten seven. Seventh grade boys room uh, boys room together with no adults directly ah. above us. They flushed two whole rolls of toilet paper down the toilet and flooded their room, our room, and the two rooms next to us, and made it look like a scene out of the Titanic. Oh I my. was not amused. Yeah, <laughs> I would not be happy. I yeah. You you get into a different mindset when you are given some sort of, of freedom where it's just you and a bunch of your buddies yeah, for that long. Mm -hmm. Like you are, you are hundreds of miles away from your parents and you are vastly outnumbering the number of adults at this camp. And so the, at any camp and you get into your head that I'm going to do this. The first chance I get, we're doing something. It's going to be epic. And these boys chose to flush two rolls of toilet paper and see what happened. I got to tell you, I can't even begin to imagine, like our youth group at the church that I grew up in, when you turned 15, you started going on the missions trip to the Dominican Republic and you oh, did wow. vacation yeah. Bible school. Like that's what yeah. we did with our summer was teaching vacation Bible school to a boys orphanage. I can't imagine what I would have done as a teenager being at church camp in that kind of environment. Because let me tell you, on Friday, Saturday nights, when my best friend would come to my house and we would, she would stay the night with me, we would have all out food fights <laughs> in my oh. kitchen and living oh. room. 
And my mom knew this. My mom knew that we did mustard, like mm. slinging flour oh. and powdered sugar at each other in my kitchen. Like it was all one big area, our kitchen, our dining room and our living room. Just one huge open style room. Mm. Um, my mom's rule was, you know what? I don't even care what y'all are doing. Don't wake us up. And it all better be cleaned by the time I get up in the morning. And it was every single time. But I can't even imagine what we would do had we been away from my family, out of my home. If that's what I did inside my home with my mom a couple doors away, what would I have done at church camp? Oh, gosh. What you were describing is literally one of my worst nightmares. Why? Getting caught in a food fight. Oh. Where if, if mustard or mayonnaise ever hit me in the face, I would keel over and die in the middle of that room it would be i would be projectile vomiting until i was dehydrated and a raisin it would make me so sick oh yeah i've had nightmares about being in a food fight anna and i did it on a weekly basis and as i'm telling you this i don't know how we did it and did not wake my mom up because she (laughs) our house was not far like it wasn't big right and it was all one level. Her room was on the same level as where we were. I don't understand. I don't know how we did it, but we did. Man. Weekly. That oh. is, that's something else, Mo. And it really does make me wonder what my child is going to do when she goes <laughs> to church camp. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So recently I've written a comic book, and uh, a few weeks later I drew the storyboard outline for the comic book. And now it's in the hands of the illustrator who's going to make it look pretty and cool and stuff. But once I was officially done drawing the outline, the storyboard, I you know posted and shared with it on social media because I was pretty excited that that actually happened. And so this past weekend, I was at a Comic-Con, and some folks that had seen that post asked if they could see the storyboard. So I'm like, absolutely, I brought it with me for that exact purpose. And so the first time someone asked, I handed it to them. And I watched their faces as they just kind of flipped through the pages. And then I realized they were completely confused, but they were being super polite about it. So I said, you don't have a clue what that's like telling or showing, do you? And they're like, no, not at all. I was like, come sit down here at my booth and let me explain it to you. And when I did, they thought it was hilarious and they identified with the story and they thought it was a really great idea. And it made me realize that we do that with our faith very often. We just expect people to understand stuff that we think might be clear, but totally isn't. In Acts chapter 8, verses 30 and 31, there's this interaction where it says, So Philip ran up and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you were reading, Philip asked. Verse 31 says, How can I, he said, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And it's just a reminder that just because we're familiar with something and we are clear with it doesn't mean that everyone that's exposed to it will be 
And we need to be willing to actually take the time to share, discuss, and explain the things that we are putting out there in the world. And that includes our faith. So if we're going to talk to the world about Jesus, we need to be willing to actually sit down and explain who he is and why we believe it and why he matters to us. Otherwise, it's just going to look as shapeless as my weird storyboard that I was like handing around a comic book with, you know, no other explanation. So be clear and intentional with how you share what you share. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And Matt and I have been doing this for years, quickly approaching our 500th morning show. You can catch roughly the last 150 episodes in the podcast feed, but you can do a deeper dive into our archives and catch nearly every single episode ever in our Discord. Join us at BackRowDiscord.com and visit our podcast archives channel. This week, we've been talking about church camp, and yesterday we started sharing your church camp stories. We went to Facebook in both the Love Thy Nerd community and in Blooper Real Baptist Church, which used to be our old Facebook group called Back Row Baptist Church, and asked for your funny, awkward, and embarrassing church camp stories. So let's pick up where we left off. We're in the Love Thy Nerd community post. We've already read all the ones from BRBC. Um, Disappointing. We'll pick up with uh, Rihanna Comstock. Uh, She says, so in middle school, our church camp was fairly out of the way in the country, so we had very little traffic. So one night after campfire, we broke out into our small groups for prayer. My group decided that night to lay on the drive leading into the camp and pray while looking at the stars. So while one kid was praying, another kid mumbled something. So the kid who was praying goes, did you say father? And the other kid goes, no, car. (laughs) And in that moment, 10 middle schoolers popped up off the pavement and ran. (laughs) Uh, Kate Katawaki gave us a story with very little context. It's very quick. I pooped my pants at camp because I was too scared to get up and leave our teepee. The end. (laughs) I love Kate. One of my favorite LTN personalities. All right. Aaron Horton's back with some more. She says, oh, one time. I spent a whole evening flirting with a guy at a Christian summer camp. We talked for hours. The next night, I met him in the game room, and he was playing pool with his friends. I tried to talk to him, but he gave me weird looks and totally dismissed me. I was so confused. I started to walk away, and he stopped me and said, My name is Nick. You probably thought I was my brother Noah. They were identical twins, and I was mortified. (laughs) Yep. At least you didn't make a bigger deal out of it. Like, what, you too good for me now? (laughs) That's what I would have done. You're such a jerk. My friends warned me that you were probably like this. You're going to flirt with me all night and then just pretend I don't exist? You don't even know me, huh? Go ahead, play your pool. I hope you scratch. (laughs) That would have been me, for sure. For sure. 
Oh, man. Darren, Daryl, Daryl Wilkes says, uh, as a camp director for over 20 years, there are so many. Here's just a few off the top of my head. The time a camper jumped out of bed, ran out of her cabin, into the speaker's cabin, vomited on his bed, then ran back out again. <laughs> the time one of my staff ran into a tree during a blindfolded trust activity. <laughs> drove up just as she stumbled out of the woods with blood streaming down her face. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Oh, that's so funny and terrible. Mm -hmm. Really terrible, but mm -hmm. hilarious. The time one of our junior campers, obviously used to this at home, casually walked outside the lodge and peed next to the volleyball, volleyball court. There is something primal about dudes in the woods. We just want to pee everywhere but the designated places. Y'all are like a bunch of dogs. I don't understand <laughs> Gotta why. Gotta mark your territory. <laughs> I don't understand why. But I like, peed on just that a, tree. Like, I never think in my entire normal life, I never think, huh, I want to pee anywhere but a toilet right now. But at camp, I'm like, where can I go where no one will see me? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but it's just a thing. It's a thing. Uh, man. Women can't really do that. I mean, we can. I mean, you could. We absolutely can. We got a little more sense than that, though. <laughs> but it makes me terrified for my boys. Like, what have they done that I don't know about? Oh, they've peed so many places. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon, probably. Topher, I doubt it. There's a... Um, there's a... A, a weird relationship boys have with pee. They'll have sword fights with each other. That's disgusting. Um, there was one time that Although I was... my bathroom does prove that. <laughs> there was one, still? <laughs> uh, there was one time I remember I was like 10 or something, and I just was sitting there peeing, and I thought, huh, I wonder what it would be like if I peed on the wall above the toilet. <laughs> and I made like a little rainbow <laughs> pee above the toilet. You're just telling me people this for the first time, aren't you? Yeah. You're just saying this out loud. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's hilarious. And what's funny is um, when um, my older brother had a kid and he got to be about 10, he did the exact same thing. And I remember that my, my, my brother was telling my mom that story. And my mom said, Matt did that. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, I didn't teach him. I swear. <laughs> I stopped doing that a long time ago. <laughs> wow. Oh, gracious sakes. Okay. Uh, continuing with Daryl Wilkes' post here. Uh, the, uh, the time our bus driver left for the lake with everyone at camp, except me. Oh, <laughs> or the time a series of pranks escalated to the point our nurse had to call poison control because a dangerously hot pepper sauce got into my bloodstream and I was on fire everywhere. <gasps> to quote one of the guys on staff, you haven't lived until you've rubbed sour cream on a naked man's back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. How did it get in your bloodstream? Were you injected with hot sauce? Oh, my gosh. That would have to be it, right? If you're feeling it all over. It says in your bloodstream. I guess it could have been rubbed on you and soaked into your yeah. skin. Yeah. That'd probably be safer. Okay, listen. I <laughs> There a was a time years ago that I took 
um, like a thermogenic, like a fat burner, you mm. know, but it had a thermogenic in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happened to me. Like my entire body, I turned red. <sighs> I was hot. Like I felt hot internally, but then Chris was also like, you feel hot to touch. He put me in the cold shower thinking that I was literally burning. <sighs> wow. It happens. That's crazy. And it's terrifying. It would. Yeah. I imagine your heart races. You have trouble breathing. Yeah. Sour cream honestly was a brilliant <laughs> idea. I will say that. Well, that just reminds me of the time that, uh, Deidre worked at Sonic and they would get like little grease burns all the time. Yeah. And they always told her, um, put mustard, mustard. On it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently that's only for like first degree burns because when I caught my house on fire, my apartment on fire in the kitchen, because I put, uh, oil in too small of a pan and then went pee. Oh my gosh. And then came back to flames. I burned my hand trying to get the thing thrown out the door. And, uh, then I put mustard on it, but I had a secondary burn and it was terrible. Yeah. It was so much worse. Yeah. You could have rubbed salt in it and it would have felt better than that. Yeah. So. I was mad at Deidre. <laughs> you told me your husband would make it better. It didn't make it better. It made it worse. It made it so much worse. Oh my gosh. Ryan Danger Rainer. I had a prank I pulled on my kids every year until a sixth grader ended up in the hospital. Um, two kids. Oh. Okay, he didn't tell us the story. Oh. Said other casualties included two kids wetting their pants and one kid getting so scared that he projectile vomited on another kid. Wow. So those are two, yeah. So four four people. Well, I need to know what the prank was now. Right. What's making kids go to the hospital, wet their pants, and projectile vomit on other kids? You know, I, I got to tell you, we just had our D now mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, Sunday after D now, our youth pastor got up on stage and just said a couple words about how the weekend went and he was exhausted and yeah. it had been a long, a long weekend. And he said something to the effect of, you know, it was a great weekend. We all had a really wonderful time spending time together, spending time with other churches from our community. I didn't break anybody's arm, even though I tried several times and he just kept going and you could hear like people behind me in the audience in the congregation go like they were (laughs) audibly appalled that he said this. And I thought you've never worked with youth (laughs) clearly. (laughs) I feel like that's a thing. Like you torture youth when you work with the youth (laughs) and it's okay. Right. It's all right. That's what they're there for. It's all done in the name of the Lord. They're still flexible. Right. All right. Anna Salkup, uh, Bubba's wife, said, my first year of overnight summer camp, I got food poisoning, along with about a fourth of the other kids and counselors, counselors on campus. I was feeling pretty good by the last night, and I was so excited to get to participate in Underground Church, the churchy horror movie version of Capture the Flag in the Dark, but ended up at the nurse unable to participate because of the glow sticks exploding that exploded in my eyeball. <gasps> Just not a great week of camp. 
Did I mention I suffered from crippling homesickness and anxiety at camp and even hate the thought of camp to this day? Aw. <laughs> Poor Anna. Uh, this reminded me of uh, one camp we went to offered like a paintball game. Like you could sign up for this extracurricular mm-hmm. paintball thing. And we're in this like little valley thing where there's, there's like emptiness in between these two areas of trees so each team's hiding behind these trees and you're shooting over the thing Mm -hmm. we're not trying to charge each other just trying to hit each other from across the field Mm -hmm. so daedra and i are on opposite teams and we get over there and um as soon as they hit start i fire one at her and it hits her in her ankle and he's like well Okay, so she has to go sit out, and she has to sit out for, like, five minutes, and then she's able to come back in. Okay. She sits out the five minutes, she comes back in, gets in position, I immediately hit her again. (laughs) She's out. How mad was she with you? She was very mad, but she didn't come back in after that. She's like, I'm done. (laughs) But, But she couldn't stay mad at me because someone else hit me in the mouth slot of the mask and so i got a whole bunch of paint right in my mouth so i had it worse (laughs) i could have stayed mad at you for sure yeah you're you're a little vindictive (laughs) (laughs) don't you remember you asked me that question am i vindictive yeah, a little bit. I mean, are we being honest? You want the truth or you want the truth? <laughs> uh, tyranny. Listen, just because uh, well, I wanted the truth that time doesn't mean I still want the truth this time, okay? Gosh. Just because you told me once and I accepted it doesn't mean I can continue to accept it from there on out. I'm going to need an apology now. That was very rude of you. How dare you? I am sorry. No, you're not. That you're so vindictive. <laughs> uh, Rachel Knight, which is our friend Lark, Lark. Uh, told a story about getting lost. She was in nature orient nature orienting. Uh, they divided into pairs and used compasses to find things in the woods. Other kids had been trolling us earlier, so when they started yelling our names, we thought nothing of it and kept trying to find where we were, what we were looking for. After a while, a counselor drove up on a golf cart when we were beside one of the trails and asked if we wanted to ride back to the main part of the camp. Turns out that we'd been reported as missing campers. It had been free time for 15 minutes, so we should have reported back to the activity leader, and they were in the first stages of starting a a, uh, a search for us. But I got a golf cart ride and got to listen as he radioed everyone saying he found us. Wow. I mean, yeah. We had, I remember... um, one of our kids, the last year that I went to camp, one of our kids got lost as well. Uh, it was my buddy Dakota. We were in the woods. We were all like paired up, but he had gone off on his own, and then he couldn't find his way out. And so we're all just out there yelling, Dakota, Dakota. And it was like an hour before finally he's like, I'm here, I'm here. Like no one had, that had gone in all the, like there was a bunch of counselors and camp people that went in to try and find him. None of them found him. He just happened to find his way out through our voice, through our yelling. Um, and it was almost dark. So like that was terrifying, but he That's got insane. Out. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Um, let's see. 
Is that Emily Knight? That's Emily Knight. That's her sister. That's, That's her twin sister. sister. Yeah. Um, so she's adding to the story. My story of the same nature orienting class, because the instructions were things like 100 feet at 100 degrees north, it involved trying to go through trees and other obstacles. My workaround was to try and track the paths left by the leaders when setting up the scavenger hunt. I was approximately as successful as the average in the class, so I count it as a success. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then we got two more here, uh, from both from Chris Chadwin. A uh, group of counselors, I was one of them, took a group of middle school boys out into the woods to give them a scare. Maybe a little too scary because one passed out. <gasps> Oops. <laughs> They said the craziest story was a uh, I was a canoe I was on a canoe trip with my middle school students and a tree fell in the water. I was in the back of the pack and saw it fall, but didn't know if anyone from our group was near it. So another leader and I paddled quickly there and found some of our leaders comforting two of our girl students. The tree had split their canoe in half. One girl had been in between the trunk and a branch, but still above the water. The other girl they couldn't find at first, but she was up a little ways floating down the river. We think the Lord threw her out of that canoe because there wasn't a logical explanation of why she was downriver. It was bonkers. Wow. <clears throat> Looks like that Lord sent me that uh, flattened cardboard box to stop me from flying off into that ravine of pointy trees that definitely would have impaled me. Exactly. <laughs> Yep. Oh, I don't remember what episode we told that story on, but it was a it was about skiing. It was a ski trip. Uh-huh. Um also the trip where I kissed my girlfriend slash wife for the first time. No, now wife. Girlfriend now wife. Girlfriend now wife. Yeah, not then slash girlfriend wife. now wife. Yeah, there you go. That's right. So last year my boys went to summer camp. With your youth group here at this. this yeah, show. that's right. I remember that. <clears throat> um, and it was fun for them because that was, you know, the group of kids that they grew up with. Yeah. You know, had spent several of their younger years with. And so it was fun for them to be able to go and be a part of that youth group kind of in a, in a sense, in a way. But while they were there, and I was terrified the whole time because... You know, they're going with youth leaders who kind of know them, but don't have like a established relationship with them. Don't really know all the inner workings of what my boys are like, you yeah. know. So I was slightly concerned. <laughs> Very kind of worried <laughs> that something absolutely awful was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was a week, an entire week of them away. And so I'm texting like every night just to check and see how they're doing. Hey, what's going on? Any updates? And the boys were really good about giving me updates. Well, the very last night, Topher texts me and says, Mom, just so you know, Cannon pierced his ear today. (laughs) He's like, I don't know how. I don't know with what. I don't know when it happened. But I just saw him and he has an earring in his ear. And I was like, what question mark so then i'm talking to chris and chris and i are both like i mean if he did fine but please dear lord tell us that you're taking good care of it it's not going to get infected you know (laughs) please you you did it appropriately right like what so that's really what we're freaking out about is the the hygiene of the whole situation Poked it with a rusty nail. Yeah. (laughs) And who gave you an ear 
boring <laughs> to put in there. Like, where did it come? I, yeah. So I'm trying to text Cannon and he's not responding at all. And so finally I texted one of the youth leaders and I said, Hey, Topher texted me saying that Cannon pierced his ear. What do you know about it? And she responds back with, I know absolutely nothing. Currently I will find out and get back to you. Hours go by. <laughs> it's the last night of the week. So they have, you know, the last night is always the big night. You yeah. know, they do the big worship and all just all the things on that last night. Hours go by. And I know that it's at like bedtime at this point of the night. So I finally text one more time, question mark, you know, just kind of, hey, remember. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't get back to you. I forgot to let you know. It was just a magnet. His ear isn't pierced. <laughs> <sighs> For a good oh, seven or fun. eight hours, I was having like minor panic attacks <laughs> the whole time of my kid has done something absolutely stupid and I can't believe <laughs> when I'm not hearing uh, back. I'm like, yep, they've rushed him to the emergency room because his ear is like swelling three times the size of his head now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I'm remembering like injuries and stuff. I told you about the time that I Smacked my head into the truck. Yeah. I've told that story multiple times on the show. Do you know Tamara actually told me that story a few weeks ago? <laughs> Did she really? Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that other people are telling that story. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, what was fun about it is that I told you, like, I'm an introvert. And so because I had a mild concussion, I didn't have to go out and play all those games I didn't want to play. So while everyone else was playing, I got to, like, nap. Yeah. <laughs> and that was really good. So she actually told me that story after D-Now. Yeah. Like, the Sunday after D-Now. And we're, like, sharing stories from our host homes and mm -hmm. things that happen. And she's like, well, nothing beats the time that Matt ran into the back of it. And I was like, I know that story. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. $600 worth of damage. That guy was not happy. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. But uh, I'm remembering, like, we had, um, we had a Cub Scout day camp. But on the last night, the Friday night, you would do an overnight mm -hmm. in a tent. Okay. And we would play, like, hide and seek in the dark. With, like, the whole campground, which wasn't huge, but it was huge when you were a kid. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of places to hide and run and all this. The whole camp was in play. Well, it's out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. There are no, like, lights. Yeah. There's no, they don't even have them on the, on the camp. There's no, like, big overhead lights. All the lights you have at night are the few lights that are on the main building and flashlights. And then the fires, if you do, you know, campfires. <clears throat> and so we're playing hide and seek in the dark. And I run around the main building and I'm, my flashlight is anywhere but where I'm running. Like mm -hmm. I'm looking for other people. And I run directly into a wheelbarrow that is full of dirt. Like it is so weighed down, heavy, not moving. I ran in with my, my, upper thigh mm -hmm. directly on that and then fell into the wheelbarrow kind of face first and then rolled onto the ground from the wheelbarrow and so I am filthy I am writhing in pain because it felt like I severed my leg in half that's mm -hmm. how hard I hit it mm -hmm. and uh, 
I am in between the that wheelbarrow and like a shed in a very tight little corner in the dark where there are no other people. And so I am laying on the ground writhing for a solid 15 minutes before someone sees me there and like comes like they it was someone trying to tag me or get me yeah and then they realize oh gosh he's hurt <laughs> i didn't break anything but i sure felt like i did i had the largest bruise it was the size of um like it was the size of like a large soda cup yeah. you know for mcdonald's like it yep. was just you know it was a good a good miniature bread loaf <laughs> size right across your yeah. thigh and uh, i didn't want to stay that night but I, they made me <laughs> my mom my mom home. made me i was like nope we're we're out of town you sorry <laughs> we took a vacation you're gone <laughs> but yeah i mean that was that was cool because there you had the Cub Scout camp, we had like the, those classic camp activities. Yeah. Like you had, you know, the archery range and BB gun shooting and arts and crafts. Uh huh. And, you know, all these things. You didn't really do a lot of that kind of stuff at church camp. Church camp was mainly play a bunch of games. You'd have individual Bible studies. You'd have the worship setting uh, and the two speakers. There wasn't really a whole lot of, at least in mine, a whole lot of genuine camp exclusive type thing. Yeah. And that always bummed me out because I remember, you know, like we didn't even have campfires. We didn't do anything, anything like specific to camp, Aww. which bugged me. Yeah. Um, it was just church in the woods. That's yeah. all, it, you know, all it was. Youth group in the woods. Right. Um, so we didn't sleep in tents. You know, we didn't have any scary stories. We didn't do anything um, of that nature. And that bummed me out. I guess... In that way, I kind of got the best of both worlds when it came to Sunbeams Camp because yeah. it was it's Christian based, a Christian organization, mm -hmm. but it's like scouts and the fact that you're earning badges. Right. And so you had to do those arts and crafts and you had to um oh man, I had to do both I had to do archery. Archery was fun. Uh-huh. Um I had to do in the candle making. <laughs> I never did that. I had to do candle making. In the, four, um, in the four years I went to that thing, I only hit the archery target one time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure that I hit the archery target. I think that they just gave me my badge to get me away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's either, it's either hit the target once or do it a hundred times. You're more than. Yeah. Clear. You're Let's good. Go. You're good. I, we had to do canoeing and like paddle boating. Mm. Uh -huh. See, I like now that I guess I take it back. That was a couple things that they did have at the last camp that we went to. Um, like I said, we had the paintball game, uh, but they also had, um, they had like Rock climbing mm -hmm. or whatever. I didn't do that. But they had a horseback riding trail. Mm -hmm. And um, Tamara was yeah. on that, too. Mm -hmm. Deidre was on that. But Tamara and I were the only two people that had ever ridden horses before. Like, I I grew up riding horses, mm -hmm. uh, which is a weird thing for most of you to hear right now. And her mom uh, is British, and her so mom, of course she grew up riding <laughs> no, her horses. Fam her family was well off, and they owned a lot of horses. <laughs> um and so that was the second time I saw Deidre ever be jealous <laughs> because Tamara and I, because we had experience, were told to lead the group. Yeah. And so we're up riding together and talking and Deidre, who has never been on a horse, is almost all the way in the back of this group of 10 people. <laughs> she, was Michael she, with y'all? Um, 
Michael was at the camp, but he was not with us. He didn't no. do the horseback riding. Yeah, okay. yeah, he didn't do the horseback riding. Okay. But yeah, he, she just, and she wasn't really jealous of Tamara per se. She didn't. It wasn't like the thing where. Yeah, like was the other girl. Me, yeah, she was just like, you know, we were both supposed to be riding together. I'm like, well, I didn't choose where they put me. Like, <laughs> they also gave her like the dumpy horse. <laughs> There's always one like just really like, the body's like U-shaped. Poor Daedra. <laughs> it's all slow. And, to hear her tell this story, it's going to be a completely different experience than you telling it. It was so, it was interesting. Yeah. But that was a cool thing, riding horses, because I, I hadn't actually gotten to do it in um, maybe five or six years at that point. Mm. And so there was a lot that I had to kind of like Relearn. come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, by the end I was galloping again and that was like, that was really cool. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an interesting, have you ever ridden a horse? Heck no. Okay. We've actually talked about this. Have we? Yeah. yeah. I'm terrified of I riding feel, a horse. Yeah. I feel like it's been years since we had this conversation. I'm terrified of riding a horse because of the episode of Full House where That's Michelle right. rides the horse and she gets thrown <laughs> and she gets a concussion and she doesn't remember anybody for what feels like forever, but yeah. So I'm terrified. That's right. I remember that now. Uh -huh. um, but there is something, there is something just indescribable about riding a horse that's like running. Mm -mm. Like there, you, you. Yeah, it's this, called fear. That's a no. That's a, I Panic. wasn't. I was never afraid. Staring death in the face. Like the first time that happened, and every time after, it was like connecting with nature. You yeah, know, like it was just that serene moment. The uh, mm -mm. okay, you listen. Are one with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Our spirits are entwined. You're so weird. <laughs> Something that I would have never thought would be a thing that you enjoy. Um, especially for somebody who like freaks out and worries about Seriously, worst case no, scenario. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I completely understand what you're saying. But I guess because I my parents got me into it when I was really young. Yeah. That didn't ever It's not a me. fear for you. Yeah. So okay, you know how I followed that the other family with nineteen kids, not the Duggars, but the Bates that are <laughs> yes. from Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. So their one daughter, Katie, married she got married recently in the past year, and her and her in laws, they all took this trip. I want to say to Mexico and they're riding horses along the beach and her mother-in-law gets thrown from the <laughs> horse and has a broken back. Oh, gracious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that only solidified my, yeah, I'm never getting on a horse. That's because you don't know how to treat your horse, man. Well, so they did say like she was going down, the horse was going down like some rocks mm. and they kind of got a little bit unstable a little wobbly and it scared her and so when she pulled on it the horse threw her over mm, yeah so not necessarily not necessarily thrown per se just in a bad angle to where there wasn't really any way to stay on yeah but i still get it and landed on rocks and broke <sighs> her back and and i told you why i quit riding horses right no i quit after we had this big competition and it was like this big timed running thing. And my horse ran half the lap, stopped to poop <laughs> for a solid minute or more. 
and then finish the race. And they would not let me do it over. Like, I can't control a little horse's poops. That has no reflection on my ability. I have no ability to say, keep that poop in until this race is over. But they would not let me do it over. I'm like, well, this is not fair, and I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> well, this is not fair, and I am not doing this. <laughs> Thank you for nothing. This has been a great five years. Goodbye. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> You're going to regret this decision. <laughs> I could have been somebody. I could have been a jockey. Be the world's biggest jockey. <laughs> I could never ride a horse today. Even if I lost a whole bunch of weight, I'm still too big to ride a horse today. <sighs> I jockeys are fairly short yeah. in stature. Yeah. They're yeah, short I don't, and petite. They're, they're well, but little. I'm not even like considering like weight. I'm thinking height. Like mm -hmm. I don't I can't envision you at your height yeah. being on a horse. Right. It'd be like double the height. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can't see it. <laughs> but I used to be like a, a full cowboy kid. Cowboy hats, chaps, all kinds of things. Really? Mm -hmm. Boots. Uh, you see me wearing a cowboy hat and boots? No, I can't. <laughs> With actual spurs on them that uh, I actually used on a horse? <laughs> I'm going to need picture proof. Hopping up I on don't... a saddle, saying, get, get moving on. No, <laughs> no. This is all real. Is that why, it's like, every real. now and Bolo then, tie? whenever you see, oh, okay. <laughs> no. So is that why whenever you see somebody wearing a cowboy hat, you, like, you. I, maybe, yeah, that might be the leftover your... cowboy thing that I have. Hi, Caddy. Howdy. That's what I say <laughs> to strangers. And you tip your invisible cowboy hat. Howdy. Howdy. Sometimes I put my hand up like it's there and I'm touching the rim. Howdy. This is real life, people. Real life. We are not making this up. <laughs> oh, I am an enigma. Okay. Well, that, we, we have really a taken a rabbit bit trail. Of a tangent there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but that ends our discussion this week on the wild world of church camp. Uh, but we want to know what you think. What do you think about our discussions? Do you have a story to tell too? Come share your thoughts in our Discord at backrowdiscord.com in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on any of the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail, which I think I'd prefer at five seven five five six two eight zero. Five, two. That's going to do it for the Back Row Morning Show. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again next week. Remember that we air our full morning shows at first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents. We won't be mad. Just disappointed. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team and help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for LTN. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c non-profit organization and your gift is tax deductible and make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on the book the twit the gram and the talk just search for 
at the back row LTN and connect with us. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.